0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los
2: Angeles.
3: You only got one shot to make it, one shot at greatness.
2: Obviously, I understand how much the game has changed, how much I've had a a part in that. Ah! I'm still blown away. There's never been anybody like him. This year with a starter is like, this is the milestone that's ahead. I remember watching the game when Ray passed Reggie and 11 years later, it's me in that conversation.
4: 62! Launches it up. Oh, he
1: knocks it down! The shooting zone like very few have ever been. There it is!
2: I never want to call myself the greatest shooter until I got this record, so I'm comfortable saying that now.
5: Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, but this ain't about me because what was once inevitable is now a reality. Steph Curry is the NBA's all-time three-point king after breaking Ray Allen's record last night in the Garden. And Steph has now made 2,977 career three-pointers. And do you know how many times Steph has made 200 threes in a season? eight times which it's an NBA record and that includes 402 threes in the 2015-16 season that was by the way another record and he's on pace to pass 400 once again this season and Curry has basically every single game record look he has the most three point game three pointers three four five six seven eight nine ten twelve he is the most of all of those and the only record left is Clay's single game record of 14 so here's Steph in the locker room after Tuesday night's game
2: I don't got much to say besides I appreciate everybody that's had a part in me being who I am on the court, off the court. Like this is a, a career milestone because of everybody that I got to suit up with, everybody that set screens for me, everybody that passed me the ball, everybody that believed in our offense and believed in winning in the process. So um, this is truly special, man. Um, We got a lot more threes, a lot more wins, a lot more stuff to go, but I appreciate y'all making this special because this has been a long week trying to get over this this milestone. Having Reggie and Ray here was special, but nothing more special than everybody in this locker room, so let's keep this energy going.
5: better way to start the show than talking about Steph's record-breaking performance with these fine gentlemen and Richard Jefferson. We also have
0: Kendrick. (laughs) (laughs) So
5: we're starting early today. I have had my coffee and I am ready to go and play fill in the blank. So, Perk, I'm going to start with you. Stephen Curry's record-breaking three was?
4: Everything. Um, When you look at just how everybody was rooting for him like i said before he's the golden child like people love Steph. he's the people's champ and just watching everyone reaction even in the garden throughout social media i'm like look this dude might be the most loved athlete ever for far as a basketball player just i mean i had to give it up to him and i've been hating on Steph for a while <laughs> <laughs> <Richard>. <laughs>
3: No, I, I think it, it, it's special. I, I think there's all these like little things that they point out, like the Knicks could have drafted him, stuff like that. That I think is funny. Sorry, Knicks. Uh, but no, I, I think with Steph, when you look at Steph, like he comes from the game. Like he is, it's like Ken Ken Griffey Jr. His dad played. Everyone knew him. As soon as he came in, he was a golden child in college, and then he has exceeded everyone's expectations to a level that I don't even think he thought he could do. So I think this is special, and it, it's a beautiful thing to watch him and. Be emotional about it because it shows how much it means to him.
5: Well, we talked about the tweets; every all of them raining in. We see some of them popping up on the screen now. But fill in the blank for me, Zach. It was what?
1: I'll go celebratory. Mm. And for mm. everything just Perk just said, he's universally beloved, and a lot of us are around the same age, and we've been in this league, covering this league, whatever. During his rise, and we've seen and felt how he's changed the game, and he's been he and LeBron are the two defining figures. Of the NBA of the last 20 years. And I was in the gym at the hotel on the treadmill when I was watching the first quarter of the game. When he made it, I like put my hand up and let out. Probably everyone in the gym was like, What are you, you selling me? It just feels like we've all. Kind of witnessed it and not been a part of it, but he's been a part of our lives, and it's cool to see it happen.
5: Well, and it's cool to see him then pay it back to the, some of the teammates that were around him for that. That was very about, sweet of him to say that you, about me. You got a Rolex. That was yeah, That was yeah. very <laughs> sweet. He said
3: the people, everyone that said assist, Everyone. a top assist, 100, 100 figure in his. Yeah, top and, if I can hit, uh, maybe, yeah, top uh, one, 150 teammates. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he's had 220, but yeah, uh, you're welcome. Oh,
5: 220 people in his life. Oh yeah, I think yeah. You're like really the first time he ever made the postseason. But yeah, well there you go. That was sweet. But I think if I were to fill in the blank, it, it was goosebump worthy, right? Because there was so much that happened in the NBA yesterday and not all of it was good, by the way. We saw COVID cases popping up all over the place. But to be able to celebrate that in that moment, I was on my couch and I was like, yes, this is this is something that we need. This is levity that we need. But we've also spent so much time talking about how great Steph is and the list goes on and on and on. But When we were prepping for the show, Zach, you mentioned the moment that you realized just how great Steph was. When was that?
1: Well, we talked yesterday about the 54-point game in the Garden. That was the game, but for me, that playoffs, that following playoffs, second round against the Spurs. Here's a, a championship hopeful. They ended up making the finals and really almost should have won the finals, not for the Ray Allen shot. A team that builds itself on defense. Anchored by one of the five greatest defense players ever in Tim Duncan. And they had no idea what to do with Steph Curry. Steph got hurt in that series. Andrew Boga got hurt in that series. If not, the Warriors might have won that series. And that was the series. No one talks about that because they didn't win the championship. They didn't win the next year either. That was the series where I think the entire NBA was like, Whoa, this guy is not a carnival act. This guy's not a regular season ticket seller. Mm. This guy is a problem Against the best teams on the biggest stages.
5: And a true, bra- a true draw. But as for the present, Steph got his record 2,974th three in the first quarter. So here's what the Warriors had to say about that play that ended up getting him the
4: record. Wiggins never passes out of that play. <laughs> like, never. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we run that play a lot, and I, that's the first time I think he's ever made that pass. On that play, it's a bucket first, but, you know, i seen Steph with a little bit of space, you know, and a chance to make history, you know, so I gave it up and, you know, he made it shot. It's a pretty special moment. Like, I shot it, I backtracked, I saw my pops over on the side, saw my teammates going crazy, felt the whole buzz of the whole arena, so it was special. So
5: let's go inside Steph's record-breaking three-pointer. Three-pointer number 2,974 came 28 feet from the hoop.
4: I called it. it
5: was assisted by Andrew Wiggins off a of catch and shoot. Just vintage Steph there, nothing but net. And we need a little bit more on that shot. So let's get it over to Gumake.
6: Uh, Big Perk, you did not call that. I didn't, call, t- it I I didn't called call 28 it. feet. I didn't call 28 it. feet, I I 28
4: feet. Shanae, Good not try. Uh,
6: what do I remember about Steph Curry's shot 2974, as he mentioned, blowing a kiss, a pink Pete Davidson hoodie. And uh, Spike Lee, of course. He can take my IG photos anytime. Hit him with the main goals. It was an iconic moment in a legendary arena, so let's break the shot down. Give me my take, producer Nick Brown today, baby. Check this out right here. Steph Curry, he gets his shots off of movement and also deceptive screening. So as he goes down, sets a screen. You know what the action is typically, screen the screener, this time it's roll and rise. It makes his defender, there's the roll down the paint. This is Steph rising, makes his defender late. Guess what, when you're late, Steph Curry, he's too great, baby. Way too great. Steph Curry, his movement, his deceptive screening is exactly what uh, he provides all the answers to the assignments when it comes to three-point shooting. Right,
5: Malika? Absolutely. And, and Shanae, let's, let's get this as a matter of record. Because way back on December 1st, we played a game of baby shower Listen, bingo. Yeah. We tried to predict when Steph would make the shot to break the record. So let's take a little bit of a look back. I want to okay. know kind of when he's going to break the all-time three-point <laughs> record, <laughs> all of those sorts of things. Janae. General, please.
6: I think he does it right before, if not during the Knicks game on December 14th, but that's my bet, uh, you know, December 14th.
3: I don't remember what the hell I said. I'm gonna be really <laughs> honest. No, I think he's gonna break it in Boston. I think it's gonna be a poetic space mm. because obviously Ray Allen played there.
5: All right, big perk From I, I, deep? S-
4: I see him doing it in the Garden. The fans are gonna try okay. to be okay. hostile in New York. All right, so I we see got him some it Yeah, here. in New York, I see it. I see it happening in the second quarter. A 28-footer, no assist, just pull up.
5: Uh-huh. All right. oh, well, that's and right. The winner mm-hmm.
6: is Your girl. Today Get out of here.
5: <laughs> I'm rolling him out. Thank you. Listen to him. me when I, when I predict. I know my ish. I don't. Well, I don't yeah, know. Really, not today. I really only have one question in all this. Why is Richard always He's so mad, so why, mad? Just why am I always so Because always the so
3: games wrong? that we play, I don't like. I don't go to baby showers. I don't <laughs> go to <laughs> did you, these games. Did you go to your but own no, You play bingo. bingo.
5: bingo. bingo. You play bingo. You know, basketball. I do, though, want to make one correction. I did say on yesterday's show that Richard Jefferson doesn't set any records, and that actually is isn't true. Oh, like, he he has, has the record for the most points assisted by Jason Kidd. He does have that right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> record. Yeah, record yeah. a I had to go deep to the find one for There's a difference
3: between a stat and a record. Wait, wait, Richard, sure, I just want to guess. let the it's record
6: the reflect. Who was, who was right? Oh, it was Queen Shanae. Oh, wait, hold oh, on, Perk. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, let me walk. Who was
4: right? It was tonight.
5: Okay, it was today. But Uh if you know NBA today, you know we are nowhere near done talking about Steph Curry and roasting Richard Jefferson. So up, (laughs) his best, Steph's, not Richard's, threes of all time, and Kevin Durant. He was back doing Durant things last night. So is KD the real MVP? We'll discuss that. Plus, let's fire up the trade machine. What are the best moves to the Lakers? Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, NBA Today. It rolls on after the break.
6: I should have put money on it and taken it's all
0: not- y'all's money. you not lie. I said the goal. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today
7: is brought to you by Trulicity.
5: Welcome back to NBA Today. So, as COVID 19 case numbers rise around the United States, the NBA, the NFL, and the NHL, they've all been severely impacted by outbreaks within teams. And today, Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield and head coach Kevin Strafansky both tested positive for COVID 19. And on Tuesday, Odell Beckham Jr. tested positive, bringing the number of Rams players currently sidelined to 13. And in the NHL, Tuesday night's game between Carolina and the Minnesota Wild was postponed due to multiple Hurricanes players testing positive for coronavirus. And then in the NBA, games have been postponed multiple teams are battling outbreaks and two former MVPs, James Harden and Giannis Attentacumpo are out in COVID protocols. So Harden was one of the seven Nets players who entered NBA's health and safety protocols in the 24 hours preceding Brooklyn's overtime win against the Raptors last night. Harden was joined by LaMarcus Aldridge, Bruce Brown and Paul Millsap amongst others. So without those players, the Nets starting five was Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Nick Claxton, David Duke Jr. and Patty Mills. So, Mostly, Kevin Durant, Richard. He was on fire too, kinda. He did a little bit of everything
3: for this team. He hit him with a triple-double. But when you talk about other players stepping up, you gotta give a lot of credit to the young players for the Brooklyn Nets. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, the Toronto Raptors are well-coached and they fought. This was a battle down to the very, very end. Patty Mills steps up, knocks it down. Where would they be without Patty Mills? Oh, man. He has stepped in, like in that Jeff Green role, where he has helped them in so many ways. And look, Van Fleet couldn't finish it. So we go to extra basketball, ladies and
5: gentlemen. And they would need Kevin Durant. They would need Patty Mills, but mostly this from Kevin Durant. Yeah, in overtime. And, and,
3: and Kevin Durant, he just gets to his spot. Toronto, and you know Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse has about 19 different defenses that they were trying to throw, trying to mix up. And here just gets to his spot. There is no better defense. I'm sorry, Scotty Barnes. You did everything you could. Then Patty Mills misses the free throw, leaves it open. Scotty Barnes for the win! No one cares. Not quite. Made it. <laughs>
5: there, no one cares. Here's Kevin Durant after the game. Well, we're not talking about Scotty, He missed
2: it. Man, I can't even explain how I feel, you know, especially this December. You know, we down seven players and we could have easily just punted this game. But we've seen an opportunity for us to grow and get better, especially the younger guys who haven't played a lot of meaningful games. I'm so proud to just be a part of this group and to play with these young dudes. and It was incredible.
5: So you heard from KD Mm -hmm. praising his team's effort despite having eight players in the COVID protocols. And I want to specifically talk about Kevin Durant here. Surprise, surprise. But big triple-double last night. He had 54, 51. 51. He had 51 points over the Pistons on Sunday. He's leading the league in scoring. So, Perk, is Kevin Durant your MVP right now?
4: Oh, come on. Ain't this when we are supposed to walk to the? Ain't walking oh, to the? You're not, to, to repeat oh, what I said yesterday, you, we just gave Shaday her flowers. Oh, you Didn't I say flowers? this yesterday about well, him you, stepping up? I thought we were supposed to, in, oh, thought no supposed to walk to him. I thought my video was supposed I thought I talked to Greg about that, but he must have forgot. But anyway, I think he did Yesterday, like, eh, yesterday when right. I happened to be on that screen from the Houston studio, I said it when you asked me. Look. Kevin Durant is going to elevate his game to MVP status, and that's what he did last night. It didn't matter if it was Zach, you standing in one corner, Malika, you in another corner, <laughs> you at the wing, and I'm rolling to the basket. Look, he elevates his game. We already know that KD could to, could score with the best of them and put up big points on any given night, but he had 11 dimes last night, making guys around him better, moving to that point guard position. I told you so.
3: Is he the MVP right now? Ah, uh, yes, but I think by a very, very slim margin. Mm-hmm. The reason why I don't think he's getting as much conversation is because the Brooklyn Nets are not playing great basketball. They are winning, but they are not playing great basketball. And I don't mean that, and I don't even, I did the game last night. What do you mean I'm not watching the game? I literally did the game, per. But hold on there, we'll get back to you in a second. My point is this. They, they, they play and they battle against Minnesota. This is not a team that they should be battling against. There's so many different teams that they are calling it winning ugly. Well, at some point in time, you can't win ugly against these, like, subpar teams because eventually you're going to be playing against great teams. And I think that's when you kind of lose that MVP conversation. Steph came in there, put, a, put the work against the Brooklyn Nets because they are a good team. So I don't ago. think he's the MVP.
4: That was a month yes, ago. Yes,
5: no, tiebreaker.
1: Tiebreaker, I guess, would be just... I guess I'd go with the standings now and vote for Steph. But they're both. I mean, how can you pick between the two of them? I will say this. It's beyond stupid that we frame this as a two-man race. Like, Nikola Jokic is averaging 26.5. Stop. 26.5 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, 58% shooting, 66% on twos. Pick whatever advanced stat you want. Pick any advanced stat you want. Stop. Stop. Any advanced stat you want. Yeah, you yeah. Fired up he leads the NBA in every single one. He's on pace for the highest point. Stop. He's on pace for the highest player efficiency rating ever. The Nuggets with Nikola Jokic on the floor plus 14 per 100 possessions. Uh, uh, with Nikola Jokic on the it- bench, minus 16. With Nikola Jokic on the floor, the Denver Nuggets are basically the best team ever, off the floor the worst team ever, and the only reason he's not in the MVP conversation is because the Nuggets without everybody are just 14 and 13. It's stupid. He belongs he in the, race,
4: the and So does he it. You know what? So what? He got the MVP last year. He can't get it again? Zach, I was going to let you off the hook because you told me before the show. I'll that, stay on the hook. I'll, I'll stay right, right on the That mom the hook. said I was being mean to you and she did. She said she the okay, man with the beard is cool. mean to I, me. I got to be mean to you right now. This is the problem that I have with people that have votes in the MVP conversation because. We always move in the goalposts, and I don't understand what's the criteria for MVP. Because I come on here and I sit and I talk about Chris Paul and I talk about his impact on winning. I talk about what he's doing for the Phoenix Suns and how they have one of the best records in the league. And then all of a sudden, we come and talk about Yokish numbers. Which Did you he hear the numbers? I heard the numbers, but they are sitting like in the eighth or ninth slot. And because, because their team it is all matter. Matter. Winning, it it winning. matters. Winning matters. And that's what I was always thought. That's why y'all get gave it to Steve Nash back in the day, right? Yo, I was not covering the NBA. Okay. I didn't give anything to Steve <laughs> Nash. All right, cool. wait, wait,
3: wait, look, look, the only thing that I will say, like both of you are correct. Thank you. Both and of you stop talking. To no, 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 no. Listen, the I am. You not like, Hold on, child. Listen, <clears throat> this is what I want to say. The only thing about Jokic, and look, yes, his numbers are historic. His numbers are that. But if they don't impact winning, you can say, you can say this. His teams are injured. I understand this. No Michael Porter Jr., no Jamal Murray. I understand that. That puts so much weight on the guy but we can't just do it percentages and this and that and all all these other things. You can pick any number you want. Okay, what's,
5: what what's numbers are on my
1: left so I can, I can only use wins? Yeah.
3: That's it. Wins is the
1: what's, only number I can. Oh.
5: Average
4: triple, double, last, so yeah.
5: if Nikola Jokic, okay, they are not in the top 4, you know, in the top of the playoff picture. And by the if, way, I'm not saying he should win. Right now I would probably vote for Steph. I'm saying this is a, conversation. this is a
1: four man conversation. Giannis belongs and it
5: Giannis belongs in it Giannis Nikola Jokic, Steph and Kevin Durant. That's it. Those are
4: Everyone else, there's a huge drop-off. It's not with Chris Paul. Y'all need to stop. Chris Paul deserves to be in
3: I, will, I have no problem with you want to put Chris Paul, but Chris Paul's fifth. Chris Paul's fifth after those four? So you made an argument for a person that you wouldn't vote for right now. I, I just want To go record. I was,
5: was made an argument for him to be w- in the conversation. People that throw him that in the and they're like, oh, I guess you got to look at Jokic. Man, no, no should
1: Jokic, Jokic should be a candidate to win. Would be one, two, or
3: three? Right now, if you were to rank one, two, and three. Dude, say it. Curry Durant Jokic, but very okay, close. thank you. So we spent five minutes arguing about the third but, but, best, Curry but it's very Duran close. Best best. It's, it's a
5: four-man. Somebody race, get, my point. get Zach Lowe a towel because clearly he is fired up. Good. Coming up on NBA today. We Zachary. show you the top Steph Curry three-pointers of all time. Richard, Ooh, we're gonna find out sad, your it. all-time favorite, maybe. My
3: all-time favorite? Anyone
5: that I wasn't on the other side. Fair enough. And LeBron and the Lakers. <laughs> they take on the luka Maths Mavs tonight. Does Dallas have a Doncic dilemma? We will explain that. Plus, the trade market is heating up. Could Ben Simmons and Kyrie be on the move? Keep it locked on NBA Today.
8: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Up top to Curry. Quick release and splash! There it is! No one has made more
7: threes than Stephen Curry.
2: Oh, you two, boys? Boy? Yes, sir. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Way to work, boy. That's great. Greatness gave me chills.
5: What a moment from Dray and Steph. So welcome back to NBA Today. And what better way, right, to celebrate? You look so surprised. surprised. God. What a better way to celebrate an iconic performance by looking back at more iconic performances. So let's take a look back. At Steph Curry's, Aww. not best necessarily, but Aww. most memorable three pointer. Take, take it easier. Why? All right, <laughs> number 10. We're starting with number 10. This is January 26, 2019, against the Celtics. I look, look, I look, I'm going to
3: say this really quickly. Can you do that? He did not pick the 10. We starting
5: starting because why I'm mad because the before the no, ball
3: but I'm saying we have clips loop. of him shooting it, turning around, giving people high fives, and then running. Yeah, but, that, yeah, running
4: but that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a little special. Look at that. especially when you do it in the garden. You know how I feel about Not that garden. Yeah, you know how I feel about that garden. lost number nine, Warriors down
5: two with nine seconds to go. Oh, poor Toby. Poor Toby. Nice in and out. His name is Toby tobias is that the
1: mm-hmm. best orlando magic highlight from the last time this years? is the
6: first time we've had wow. an Orlando magic highlight
3: uh, yeah, so that's
5: well whatever Untrue.
3: it's it's still funny <laughs> it's,
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness all right number eight April second. Uh, oh, oh no! He uh, does uh, it once. Gordon. He does it twice. Gordon. Oh, no.
4: Where would he go? Uh, Where would
5: he go? Send me your location. Oh wow!
4: That's, that's the problem with Biggs having to switch out on him. Number
5: seven.
6: Grizzlies. We're- Warriors. You already know. Nothing's worse when he's cooking you on an island like you naked. I don't know if I can say that.
3: Yeah, you Wait. can say naked.
6: Uh, yeah. oh. oh, take off! Oh. 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 Oh.
3: He's showing
0: nipples. <laughs> you can't show nipples on TV. <laughs> The, that was a show. comment. Okay, we
6: oh,
5: then, we go, then we
0: get Baron Davis.
5: Yeah,
6: hey, <laughs> oh, my. I love a, Steph Curry,
3: David David showing nipples on TV, guys. <laughs> all right,
5: well, let's not show anymore so we can stop this discussion. Then this was the night, remember, Dell Curry was being honored by the Charlotte Hornets, and Dad, Steph's taking it in, and then he said, all right, that's about Dad, but now it's about the son. Yeah,
3: they called him Wardell all game long. That's what it was. That's why he got hot. Wardell Curry, get him step,
5: get him Steph. High step, high stepping, okay. Number five, November 7th, 2016, this is Pelicans Warriors, remember? Oh, poor guys, mm. poor
3: guys. That record lasted how long before Clay was like, hold on a second, hold my beer, hold my beer, hold on a second. Right,
5: because that was a shot, he's like, look, I'm the man, I set the record at 13 threes, and then Clay Thompson said, not so fast, my splash brother. All right, number four. This number versus four. the Clippers. See, this is like a four-point shot, though. It's it, not even well,
3: it's three. A, how
8: casual, by the way.
3: Right? Just like a normal shot. But no, it's not even that it's normal. It, it, it's like he does this eight times a year. Yeah. But like We we, we want to gloss over and talk about the
4: numbers and the, the two and three. the three. Moving he's, on to number three. Let's go, Malik. Does he I, do it well, Does he do it that yeah. many times no. a year? And
5: yeah, we got to cover these whole highlights. The All right, number three. Versus Uh-oh. The Clippers. Freeze it. Oh, no. J.J. Redick would like us to point out that he was not one of the four defenders. With all
3: due respect, they were hiding J.J.
5: so that he didn't (laughs) hurt the thing. They were like,
3: J.J., listen, if we can't do it, you're not going to contribute.
5: My goodness. How
1: bad are the sleeve jerseys? They were bad. All
5: right, number two (laughs) is, could have been number one.
3: Honestly, that was bad defense. They
1: do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six-tenths of
5: a second remaining!
1: That was bad defense. That should have been number one.
5: Well, it could have been number one, but... We had to go with history on number one, right? I mean I feel like this was amazing. The celebrations they carried on. It was so much fun to watch. The moment, the, the time, the uh, score. Alvin
3: Gentry's face is the best. Yeah, He's the shaking
5: all his head. <laughs> god, yes. But That's... number one, we had to put it in the garden. Oh my god, bird.
8: Alec, mm. uh, like, it's okay, dog. I uh, see but this
3: is David's that's a song. good
4: highlight to be a part of. You're part of history. Really? really? Is that like the Blake Griffin dunk when what? he dunked on you? Was that fun uh, uh, to be on he part, did, part he of do it. He way? didn't oh, do anything. Was oh, that fun.
3: fun to be on? Was that fun to on
5: that
3: end of it? <laughs> was it fun? Steph
5: will get to three thousand threes in the next week or two. And if he maintains his pace of 5.4 three pointers per game, he has a shot at getting to get this. 5,000 for his career. So, with minimal missed games, he'd be on pace to get there at the age of 38. So, that's somewhere during the 2026-27 season. So, can he get to 5,000, Park? Yeah.
3: Yeah, 100%. There's no doubt in my mind.
5: That's wild that we're just saying, yeah, 100% for honestly 5,
1: 000, I, I, I haven't done the math. You could have said, like, 11,000. <laughs>
5: yeah, sure. yeah. 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 That's yeah. that's totally fine. Well, with all of that, there was something between COVID and staff and all the... There was actually something else that happened right. in the NBA last night. So, as of last night, at midnight... Over 100 players who signed in the offseason, they're now eligible to be traded. Let's so get this marks Let's get the unofficial <laughs> opening of the NBA trade season. Can you believe it? So with that, we need to bring in Bobby Marks, our front office insider and cap salary expert, salary cap expert. Either way, Bobby, what exactly has changed <laughs> as of today?
8: Yeah, most free agents, Malika, that signed contracts in the offseason are now eligible to be traded. So we are looking at 85% of all players uh, are that are trade eligible. Certainly there's a handful of players like the Cavaliers' Jared Allen, uh, the Lakers' Town Horton Tucker that are still ineligible. They have a January 15th um, trade restriction there. But I think I don't want to pour cold water on December 15th just because the last time we saw a trade, was December of 2010. Terrence Williams in New Jersey was traded to Houston for two future second-round picks. So it does open up more dialogue. I wouldn't expect the floodgates. I think a lot of it's what's going to happen, Malika, is next week when all 30 teams are in Las Vegas for the G League Classic mm. where you know, certainly more dialogue will, will be going on. Interesting. So, two players we
5: haven't seen on the court this season are Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, and they have been discussed in all kinds of trade scenarios. So, does the market for either one of them heat up right now?
8: Well, I think the market for for Simmons opens up when you're looking at you know three team deals, four team deals, where we Philadelphia can kind of get more players involved certainly if teams have uh buyers remorse from from this off season it just kind of opens up the playing field more i i think the market for simmons is always going to be as far as if philadelphia is looking for more than just that top 25 player and if their demands change a little bit and as as regards to kyrie it's going to be interesting here is that there's still that sense that Irving will be back some point of the season. Will Brooklyn roll the dice past February 10th and have him on the roster when we get towards the playoffs? Even if the belief that he will not be, you know, certainly not vaccinated. And will, there'll be a moment of truth for both teams when we get closer to February 10th. I certainly with Simmons, when you look at it, are the Sixers content on not doing a Simmons deal to their liking and kind of just waiting until the offseason? Hmm.
5: So we can't talk about trade scenarios, Bobby, and not mention the Lakers. So what moves, if any, are on the table for L.A.?
8: Yeah, I call them what you see is what you get right now. And I think when you look at this Laker team, you have $120 million um, in salary with LeBron, A.D., Russell Westbrook. It's hard for me to see a taker out there for Westbrook. I don't see them doing what Washington did. And taking that contract and splitting it up until three players. I think the one name certainly that has the most value on this on this team is Talon Horton Tucker. Uh, he cannot be traded until January 15th. The Lakers also have a 2027 or 2028 first round pick to add in a deal. So that would be the name to circle. But as far as the big three staying intact, I think we'll see that when we, you know, we get past the deadline.
5: Interesting. Well, that's something we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on and checking in with you routinely as we approach those dates. Bobby, thank you so much for joining us. The Lakers—they're in Dallas tonight to take on the Mavericks. So, after the break, we're going to get into how are the Mavs trying right to
4: right some wrongs surrounding Luka Doncic.
5: let's take a look at today's crunch time moment brought to you by ruffles so chris paul he took over when it mattered most against the blazers on tuesday night cp3 was crispy with his mid-range and ended the game with 24 points and 14 assists and cp3 led the suns to their 12th straight win in clutch time as phoenix remains just a half game behind golden state for the top seed in the west so the number six and seven seeds they go head to head tonight in dallas and for more on that we welcome in our Lakers and Mavs reporters Dave McMenamin and Tim McMahon so Dave I want to start with you the Lakers they're going to be without Taylor Horton Tucker Dwight Howard Malik Monk tonight due to health and safety protocols how are they approaching their lineup
9: Well Malika the good news is that Anthony Davis who has missed the last two games with soreness in his left knee has been upgraded to probable so you can get him filling in some of the center minutes that Dwight Howard will be uh, vacating and you're also going to see more time from DeAndre Jordan and they have some wing players they can give minutes to in the absence of Talon Horton Tucker and Malik Monk Wayne Ellington's been playing well especially in this latest stretch when the Lakers have won five out of seven games. Uh, So you'll see more time for him. You could see, if Frank wants to go with another uh, defensive-minded player, you could see some minutes for Kent Bazemore, who has been ramping up his activity, trying to get uh, Trevor Reza going in off days with extra work on the court. But right now there's a sense of exasperation for this Lakers team. They felt like they finally turned a corner, and now they're dealing with the health and safety protocols. One source told me today, wow, this is just more bleep that we have to deal with.
5: Understandably frustrated, and the hope is, right, that as they continue to test that they won't see more players entering the COVID protocols. Thank you so much, Dave. So let's shift to the Mavs. Tim, Luke is going to be missing his third straight game tonight with an ankle injury. And this injury, it's lingered all season long. What's the latest on when we might see him back on the court?
7: It's a game-to-game situation at this point. He first sprinted a month ago. You know, he's aggravated a few times since then. And it's a chicken and egg problem. He's out of shape. And, you know, he can't get healthy. So you know it's hard to awesome. get healthy when you're out of shape so. it's hard to get in shape when you're not healthy and so again at this point it's a game-to-game type of situation he's acknowledged he needs to get in better shape he's acknowledged it's an issue there's been some progress made but right now his ankle is too sore for him to play
5: interesting and Tim you also have an expansive article on ESPN.com about the messy culture inside the Mavs organization in the last few seasons so what are they doing to change the culture of the franchise
7: yeah, and, and there was a lot of change this summer. The firing of Donnie Nelson, the resignation of uh, Rick Carlisle with the understanding he would have been on the hot seat. Jason Kidd came in here, learning from his mistakes in his previous two stops as a head coach and has really prioritized communications with the players. Uh, Nico Harrison, the new GM, who had a lot of relationships around the league as a longtime Nike executive, is much better suited to have relationships uh, with the players uh, to kind of manage things between the players and coaching staff to fill in some of the gaps that existed with a culture that was dysfunctional at several uh, levels of the organization in recent years so better culture the results so far not not you know not up to par given what this team had uh, expected going into the season
5: Well, we'll see if that good culture can then lead to some goodness on the court. Tim McMahon, thank you so much for joining us. I encourage everyone to go check out his article on ESPN.com. It is fascinating. And you can see the Lakers and the Mavs as the first game of our ESPN doubleheader tonight at 7.30 Eastern. That's followed by the Clippers and the Jazz. And, hey! Miss Janae, I hear you might
6: have a cheat sheet for us on that game. Let's do it, and I guess I'll bring Richard over here if I need some company. Now the Utah Jazz—they're on a seven-game win streak, and it's because they have elite leaders on both ends of the floor. So let's start with the offense. Here's the number that you need to know: the Utah Jazz are number one in offensive rating by over four points. Now that gap is the same difference of all the teams from number two in the rankings to 16, that's crazy. And a main reason for this offensive clinic, Donovan Mitchell, y'all know that like Spider-Man just here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Spider-Mitchell's been straight box office, y'all. So um, let me show y'all how he gets it done. Let's get this. Producer Kweku, baby, he's made a great leap in reading the defense in this instance. Hands down. Yeah, and his
3: jump shot shot has improved, too, on every single year he's been in this league.
6: Again, reading the defense, rejects the pick and roll, sees the defender. His back is to him. So he what? Attacks. Attacks. And this is where he goes crazy with his athleticism, athleticism finishing at the rim. And this is where the biggest leap has happened, Richard. All right. You think it's the same play? He draws four. Instead, his growth is that now he knows he needs to get the ball out. Beautiful reverse pivot to get the pass to the 46% three-point shooter Mike Conley, the best on the Jazz, who already paced the NBA in amount of threes consistently. So Donovan Mitchell has really improved his game by reading the defense individually, but also collectively. This but guy. You have a problem.
3: This guy. Rudy um, Gobert. Can we go to
6: defense? Let's go to defense. Let's talk about defense. You know there are two sides of the ball. Thank you. So Come let's on. head to defense. Rudy, is it per- Gobert? Gobert. Gobert. Has it not been? to the competition, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. And check out these numbers right here. 43% players are shooting at the rim when Rudy Gobert is defending them, which is by far the best in that category in the entire league. So let's take a look at how he gets it done. Now, this defensive play is nuts, y'all. He is so talented at reading when to protect the paint. Being a helicopter in the paint allows his guards to play really aggressive outside of three. And so, all right, you beat one line of defense. He's always there to make the right read. Deflect the ball, stay present on the possession, tips it out, hustles for it, stays in the play. It keeps going, Richard. He keeps going. Shot. Do it all. Now, this is the only ball Do Rudy. It all. Rudy, don't save the ball like that. Rudy, I love yeah, you. Don't
3: save the ball on that end of the floor, Rudy.
6: Now, again, you know, he's great at defense, especially when it comes to the lane. Because he's engaged right here, he can stay in the lane longer. wing goes lost. But guess what? Rejected the shot.
3: He <laughs> closes the gap faster than any player in this league. And again, you talk about percentages. It's not even close.
6: And I've always said this team is very good because they have offensive captain and Donovan Mitchell and defensive captain and Rudy Gobert. I really think it's going to be fascinating to see if they take the next step when it comes to the playoffs. But I feel like we should break it down. Because, Let's break it down. Because we talk about defense, and the key to defense is knowing when you can be available. Now, y'all be worried because we got a big man in a paint. Come on, Pert. But Give You're going to play, you're, you're play perfect defense. <laughs> All right, y'all, I'm Rudy Gobert. You, you, really you know ain't
3: we, never played You no know G-K. what used to happen to Oh, wait, I need okay. producer yeah. Nick. Oh. Oh, ne- N- N- producer
9: Nick. Producer Nick.
6: Y'all, you yeah. guys oh. great. Okay. boy. <laughs> oh, oh. boy. Okay, now. Settle. Sorry. Oh, but Thank you. I'm Rudy Gobert, and this is help side defense. Because he engages his post player on defense, yeah. that means he can stay in the lane longer. Yeah. You guys will always see him, if he's help side, he's dancing in and out. Just that subtle difference of making sure he's tagging someone allows him so when the defense comes, Touch back door. Touch Let's back see what he's going to do. He's still there. Oh, beat it up. <laughs> Get that mess out beat of up. here. <laughs> beat it up. He Get wasn't even, mess he mess he wasn't even <laughs> acting. For some respect, on Rudy Gobert, but it's really impressive what they've been able to do overall. Oh, he's running away, y'all. Oh, he's running away. He got breaks.
3: He got breaks. Break. So... All I know is that when, like like Chanae said, when you got an offensive captain and a defensive captain, both of them are all-stars and all-NBA players on both ends of the floor, the Utah Jazz could be a Richard, problem. are you gonna shoot today? Am I gonna shoot? Not in a suit. Not in a suit, I'll put. Hey, <coughs> more bro. NBA today. Watch Next. Watch out. Watch out. Oh, most- oh, it oh, oh, <laughs> <shoot>. oh, <laughs> a, him. Go do oh, oh, hit commercial. hit up, hit Oh, commercial. Oh, Review, no, review. No, review. No.
8: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
1: live from los angeles welcome back to nba today
5: welcome back to nba today every hour it seems we're receiving updates about another NBA player or coach or executive testing positive for COVID-19. And this morning, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that interim Kings coach Alvin Gentry tested positive and will not coach the Kings game against the Wizards tonight. The Lakers, remember, they announced last night that Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, they're also out joining Talon Horton Tucker. And the Nets played last night without six players, including James Harden and Bruce Brown, who was literally pulled off of the court an hour before tip-off. And right now, the rapidly changing changing number of NBA players currently in COVID protocols sits at 27. So 27 players are currently in the NBA's health and safety protocols. That includes a pair of former MVPs. Giannis Antetokounmpo and James Harden, and around 40 players have been in protocols over the last two weeks. So as we unpack this number and how the league is handling these multiple outbreaks on multiple teams, let's bring in our senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski Woj. We're entering this crucial time where if a player tests positive, they're basically Out on Christmas Day, so is the league considering any additional precautionary measures here,
10: Uh, Malik? I mean, they're talking with the Players Association uh, continually on this issue, Uh, but I'm told there's nothing imminent in terms of dramatic change to what the league's protocols are now. And I think you may see some directives ahead of the Christmas holiday. You saw that ahead of Thanksgiving uh, for players and staff, Uh, but right now, I think the league believes in teams that just the increase in testing. Among players is creating an increase, certainly, in positive tests and and losses of players because uh, team, there were multiple teams. Most of the league was not really testing uh, any of their players because they're vaccinated. But once the positive tests have started or or close contacts to those with positive tests, well, that triggers testing all over the league. And now you're seeing again more positive tests, teams with multiple players like Brooklyn, Chicago. You know the Kings uh, today. You know they all went in to test after Alvin Gentry's positive test, and they're bracing for the possibility. You know that there could be others besides Gentry uh, who's now going to be out um, as the Kings coach until he can. Um, get out of protocol.
5: Well, that's certainly something that we're going to continue to monitor. But also earlier today, Woj, you reported that the Utah Jazz are hiring Danny Ainge to oversee basketball operations, naming him the alternate governor and CEO of Jazz Basketball. So what's the significance of Ainge's hire for the Jazz?
10: Well, Ryan Smith, the new Utah owner, this has been a target of his uh, for some time. And once Danny Ainge became available, left Boston at the end of last season, I think Ryan Smith uh, targeted him. And, you know, Dennis Lindsay stepped down, became a consultant in Utah, you know, who built that very good contender, uh, very good roster with the Jazz. And I think once Danny Ainge took some time, as he told our Tim McMahon, decompressed after leaving Boston, he was ready to do this again. And obviously, uh, his stature in that Utah community, obviously, the legendary player at BYU, he's got a lot of family still. In Utah, but listen, he'll work with Justin Zanuck, who's the Jazz general manager. He'll continue And Quinn Snyder, their coach, who uh, certainly one of the league's top coaches and someone who you know, I think will continue to have significant input into roster and direction of that organization. Uh, listen, Danny Ainge, I think he's talked about this, and I think this is what you'll see in Utah. Uh, I think having capable people around him like Zanuck, like uh, Justin Zan or uh, uh, Quinn Smith. And having a roster that is uh, certainly an elite one in the league, and maybe there's some tweaks to be made you know, as they try to make that next step uh, to get out of the West. And I think there's a, 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 an infrastructure in place that gave uh, Ainge a lot of comfort. And again, uh, Ryan Smith, this is somebody he goes back a long way with, he really looked up to. And when he bought that Jazz team, I think it was always on his mind to be able to lure Danny Ainge there. And now he's done that.
5: Ryan Smith, Danny Ainge, Justin Zanuck, Quinn Snyder. That is quite a a quadruple pair, what does that call it, quintuple, quadruple. Thank you so much, Woj, I appreciate you joining <laughs> Thanks, us. So, earlier this year, ESPN, they launched a program with My Brother's Keeper Alliance and the NBA to support young men of color with mentorship opportunities. And as, as a part of that, The Undefeated is hosting a series of conversations with young people and NBA players. Senior writer for The Undefeated, Mark Spears, hosted the most v- recent virtual event. It was a conversation with Clippers' Terrence Mann and Marcus Morris, so take a listen.
4: What would you say to a kid that wants to be them and because they're black and because they might have tattoos because the way they do their hair society treats them a certain uh negative way just just be you man you know be be you and educate yourself on on you know you know african-american history i'm big on the being educated part you know if you're going into a job interview where you know say you do got tattoos long hair and you don't know how they're gonna think if you will, at least go in there, you know, educated.
5: So to learn more about this important project, go to IAMMBK.org. And before we go to break, we wanna raise awareness to something thousands have been affected by Southern and the Midwest tornadoes. So if you would like to help, please visit redcross.org ESPN to help the Red Cross respond and to help people recover from this disaster.
3: About. Is there you got a sandwich or something in your pocket?
4: Okay. Why are you giggling? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you did you sneak in did you sneak in and say, what are you giggling about? You got a sandwich in your pocket?
5: <laughs> <laughs> and you just now properly hey, boy no. little slow. <laughs> My goodness.
4: Well, it's fine, because health is wealth, all right? And looking at these people that are not healthy, these skinny people, so I bought y'all some sandwiches. Oh! Oh, yeah. what's oh, this here? I've been hiring them all so oh, Health is Call wealth. Santa get some, meat, coming and look guys, get some I I, meat on I, your balls. I want to give I want yeah.
3: Perk some credit, right? We were okay. talking, he's been working, <laughs> okay. he said he cut his calorie yeah. intake to yeah, 25000 a day to five thousand. So, I know he looked like an offensive lineman, but he used to play ball. What kind did you
5: get? Oh, we met. See, I traded Chenea. I didn't want the I don't like I do bread. I don't like peanut I don't butter. make it. No, it's a, stop doing that. Oh NFL good. Live this is next. We'll see you come. tomorrow. That's my guy. Well, boom. None of y'all.